Hello, my name is Ken, and I want to welcome you back to Deep Waters. This podcast is brought to you by Applied Strengths Ministry, where we believe working together in our strengths is the effect of working out the will and calling of God in our lives. The title of this message is Discipleship, Equipping the Saints for the Work of Ministry. This is a multi-episode series in which this is episode one of six. My favorite job motion is to spew out what is to be discipled effectively and in harmony with your God-given talents, gifts, and personality. The lack of implementation of this mandate on your part from God to His Church is so beyond frustrating that it is one of the primary reasons I started this ministry. The Church has this responsibility. God called me to teach, and I know this because it has been much suggested and confirmed. And this ought to be so, and in doing so, my response to the call has moved Him to release me and e-send me. I am also thoroughly equipped in the matter because he gave me the appetite to read my Bible and other books of significance to my life and this ministry. Additionally, in the past for my future, he released me to attend APU to earn a degree and to be the first and only one to do so in my family, but more importantly, to learn how to learn, to deal with my pride. You see it? I did too. Did you know that by the time you finish a four-year degree, You should be overwhelmed with the thought that you don't actually know a thing. Thousands of degree programs and hundreds of schools across this planet, and you have just but one. Also, much of this degree information you cram into your heads will eventually become obsolete and quickly, depending on the subject of the degree. So unless you came away with an appetite to continue to learn after you graduate, you have missed the real purpose of learning which is to learn to always be a learner and that there will always be more to learn. Hopefully you just learned something right there. Boom. What's so wonderfully confusing is that around 50% of all who graduate never get a job in their field of study. Imagine having the same kind of a deal with a car you just bought. Hey, Mr. Dealership dude, this car doesn't fit on the freeway, so I'm going to have to ask for my money back. Oh, wait, saith the dealership dude. Look, I will get you another car. To which the long-haired, was-never-a-surfer dude states, Trust is a treasure, and you just emptied the box. I'm critical of the university system, as it sells a product to students, in addition to knowledge and information, which is massive student debt. Bet you didn't think that, that is a product. And although in few cases where students actually graduate and do get work in their field of study, they can earn more than a person who works in the same field without the degree? It is possible, but not the majority. If the university were a business, it would have gone broke ages ago. Its success rate is horrible. But their client base, which is the lost you, and the I don't know what I want to be when I grow up crowd, You know, the you that just went through 12 years of American education only to come out not knowing what you want to be when you grow up or being ill-equipped to live in it. Only the devil knows why we continue to pursue failure. Well, and God does too. Silly. Anyways, that you pays the universities and colleges to continue to perpetuate a false sense of hope at the base levels in exchange of information for money. What you do with it is entirely up to you. I insert this monologue regardless of our educational institution because it directly ties into making disciples by equipping them for the work of the ministry. What the school systems of today cannot 
or are unwilling to do, the church picks up and tries a new approach. Now, I am of course talking to the authentically born-again believer. Not that you have to tune out if you are not there yet. Let's look at one of the most ignored scriptures in the church, and if not, at least one of the most misunderstood. Yes, I know, I just contradicted myself. Someone has to clean up the human side of you, and I think it should be the responsibility of the church, once you are authentically born again. Ephesians 4, 11, 16. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men and the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting, but speaking the truth in love, may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and knit together by whatever joint supplies, according to the effect of working by which every part does its share, causes growth of the body for the edifying of itself in love. So you want to be a fireman, little Jimmy? Then go out there and be that. You can be whatever you want to be. You can do anything if you just work hard enough at it. It is a great American deception to believe such nonsense. Yep, so I will do my best to grind through what I think supports this statement so that I can get to the there's still hope part of this message. And contrary to the start of the message, I am not against education. It has just become such a contradiction in the sold idea that education is the end-all be-all to all of your dreams. Most of the wealthy peeps on this planet did not go through our educational system, and if they started out there, some did not finish on purpose. To give you a hint as to where I'm going with this message, not everyone who picks up a guitar can play it at the level that you would pay to watch them play. Yet we as humans believe we can and should chase down whatever we think we want to be and work it to perfection. The greatest thing about some of the new programming out there Shows like American Idol, for example, is clear proof that not everyone can sing, no matter how much they believe they can. This applies to every job and career on the planet. More hint? Okay, so we pay, sometimes absorbently, to watch those who have found their seat on the right bus. In this example, the bus represents a career field. I should be doing that. All professional sports, the music industry, the arts, and similar, you would never pay to watch someone who is not gifted or talented in those specific vocations. And too bad, we as a human race are not able to tell someone that they suck at whatever that is that they're not doing well. Are we really doing anyone any favors by lying to them? We say things like, I don't want to crush their dreams or hurt them in that way. Well, I guess then it's better to sign them up on American Idol, only to have Simon Caldwell tell them that on national TV, before millions of viewers, that they cannot sing. Now, not only are their dreams crushed, but they may never recover. Why that's such a huge deal is that they actually have something in them that they could do with such excellence. But how hard to get them motivated to try after being raised up in such deception. Little Jimmy, it will be okay. We'll just try something else. The problem is that Jimmy is now in his 30s and has expended a significant amount of time, energy, and resources 
chasing a dream that wasn't his, and you helped them get there by teaching him he could do anything that he sets his mind to. I sense angry hornets shouting out. How was I to know? It was what I was taught. I would ask if then, if it is what you were taught, then how come you are not living the dream yourself? Why aren't you working in your spiritual gifts and natural talents? Approximately 90 out of every 100 people are not. Most of you are not because you weren't taught so. You were taught wrong. It happens. But before we come up with a solution to anything, we must, in great humility, admit that we missed it. No blaming anyone or blaming a thing or blaming a system. It doesn't fix the problem. If you think I am wrong, just look at any multi-million dollar fast food restaurant and tell them to start feeding us food as good as we got from the 1980s. The exercise will be like trying to push a slug down a hot sidewalk. They're making money, Sonny, and well, if you don't like what we sell, then don't buy it. We have customers all over the world that do not care about their health and will eat their way to a full-blown heart attack. And well, it's just not reasonable to blame us. After all, we didn't force them to buy our stuff. Ah, the deception of wealth. In this place in my life, you could not convince me to get off my path for any amount so that I could purchase the state of California. When I die, God will vomit both of us out his mouth. The most famous last words to a descending humanling may be that they shout, it wasn't my fault. The problem with this identity crisis, with your identity crisis, is that when you get authentically born again, you bring that same way of thinking into the church. So now what we have is people who are trying their darnest to perform in a seat they have no business sitting in. The pastor says, well, we need people on the worship team. Hey, Jimmy, do you want to be on the worship team? Well, yes, Mr. Pastor. Well, can you sing? Let me hear a note or two. Nah, never mind. You're on the team. Now go talk to so-and-so. Now listen, I'm not just making fun here. I have seen this in action over and over again. And when Jimmy the failed fireman opens up his mouth to release the Holy Spirit out amongst the 30 sheep, they all fall to the floor thinking that they are being attacked by aliens. Yes, I hear people say, many defend failure as if it were okay in the church of God. Yes, I know it is an ignorance, but it makes it no easier to break off this sparkly mindset. Stay with me, it will be worth it, unless you like alien invasions. So they say things like, but we need people in that area. It's just temporary. Nope, it is not, because after they tell you that they love their new position, you typically will think in the same manner as a wayward parent. Well, I can't break their heart and tell them that they suck at the position and should try something else. So we leave the cheese on the counter until it globulates into something quite gross, and all the while walking the other way to get to the fridge. See? Acts 6, 3, 4. Therefore, brethren, seek out from among you seven men full of good reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. There is criteria that should be established and included in every church job description. 1 Timothy 3, 1, 13 lays out some additional criteria for a bishop or an elder. Hopefully I have your attention. If you have bailed, then by all means apply to be a contestant on American Idol or America's Got Talent. Well, that's it for today. La 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 la. Remember, it's not what you find wrong or disagree with regarding these messages. 
but what you can take away from it. Together we can do more to impact the kingdom than if we work alone. Let's flip the script and kill, steal, and destroy the works of the enemy and create space for the light of light to shine through into people's lives. Find a seat and click on the like and subscribe button. Let's build this ministry together. Thanks and see you next time in deep waters.